MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSEN, the sports betting network. And welcome to Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds for the next three hours here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous Las Vegas. The NFL Draft is finally all wrapped up. We're into the second round of the NBA playoffs. And Wes, we have another great show on tap today. Derek Cardi is going to join us here in the first hour, talk some Major League Baseball. Simon Gersberg is going to be back with us in hour number two, uh, the founder of Shot Quality, talk some NBA playoffs. And Puckheads, we got you covered. Mm-hmm. Andy McGinnis is going to join us in hour number three to talk the, about the the best playoffs, by the way, in all of sports are really the Stanley is. Cup playoffs, and they are going to begin tomorrow, but without the team from Vegas as a part of it. Which kind of sucks. But, you know, it is interesting because maybe for the casuals, and I would consider myself that in the hockey audience, you really don't start paying attention. Then you get that right. second season in the NHL, and it is as exciting as And then as it's it so funny because you get people like, man, these playoffs are so awesome. You know, but they don't follow it during the regular season, but they're just such high intensity and on the edge of your seat at all times. We've seen the highest scoring NHL season in a, in a long time, right. really, in about 15 years. So we'll see if that's going to continue or if we're going to go back to playoff hockey where you get 1-1 and you go into the overtime, oh, obviously man. no shootout. Thank here God. in the Stanley Cup playoffs. This is overtime, so it does not matter. 20-minute periods. It could go three, four overtimes deep into the night, which I kind of like. Me too. About the NHL playoffs, especially being on the West Coast. I don't mind that it's three in the morning back east. And no. It's still midnight out here. Four overtime hockey. Let's do it. <laughs> By the way, we're at the end of three quarters in Boston. Game one of the semifinals of the Eastern Conference. Surprise, surprise. Milwaukee Bucks reigning defending champs. They've got the lead right now, 78-70. As they wrap up three quarters of basketball there, remember Milwaukee here is the three seed. Boston is the two seed. I don't think this surprises you and I, what we're seeing now. It might surprise some that no Chris Middleton, and yet they're still playing good. Chris Middleton is a pretty darn good defender, too. Uh, But right now the offense is down a little bit for these teams on pace for the under. I wonder if that is because of Middleton being out. Probably a little bit, and plus the fact that you had layoffs for both these teams. Boston, if you recall, wrapped up that four-game sweep in the first round of Brooklyn on Monday night. Milwaukee wrapped up and finished off the Bulls in five on Wednesday night. So it's like they've had a lot of time right. off, so it's no surprise. I did not bet the under. Kind of wish I did at this standpoint. I do have the Bucks plus five. Currently going into the fourth quarter, Bucks minus five and a half, 204 and a half the live total at BetMGM. 
And it's really been scoring by committee. Giannis, uh, just a rebound and assist away from a triple-double. Not the best shooting day, 6-19, no. only 17 points. But Bobby Portis has gone into the lineup with uh, Chris Middleton out. They go a little bit bigger. Bobby Portis, 12-8 and eight right now. Drew Holiday, 16. Really, Grayson Allen has kind of been the guy. He really It's has. not been one guy mm. to replace Middleton's offense, but he's been, I think, doing the lion's share of the work. Uh, hit three uh, threes in the first half, 11 points off the bench. So, Buttonholes, there's only played eight guys so far, but 78 to 70. Championship pedigree, I think, really still matters. And we kind of saw that in the Golden State series mm-hmm. against Denver. You know, when you have the experience in these games, it really does matter. And it's so far so good for Milwaukee, 78 70 going into the fourth. Uh, and, and by the way, I will be glued to the Mexico Open today because I do believe, if I'm not mistaken, you gave out on long shots. Did you not give out? Cameron Champ at the I, beginning of the week? I did. We're trying to hit two, actually, today. We already come in in a good mood. I'll be sprinting into the studio, so the mood was a little bit hey, dour because you, I was hustling to make the show all, time. Here, all that matters is you made the show. We did make it. We, it. we we made the show. We're old reliable. The most uh, <laughs> important thing is reliability, as you say, or availability. Availability. Rather. Exactly. So, exactly. So, uh, yeah, we already hit one today. We had Audrey Arnaus over there at the Catalonia Championship. I'm sorry, who? Audrey Arnaus. Audrey Arnaus. He is a Spaniard. I uh, had Mm. him at 45 to 1. Had to go six playoff holes this morning, which kind of stressed me out. (laughs) I was doing my little spot on Sunday morning that I usually do at the back end of Lombardi line. So I was like, well, two weeks in a row, fellas. We've got one live. Didn't get it home (laughs) last week with Adrian Otegi. But nevertheless, Audrey Arnaus, 45 to 1. Gets it done at the Catalunya Championship over in Catalunya, Spain. So uh, now we go to another exotic locale down yes. here in Puerto Vallarta for the Mexico Open. John Rahm, your current leader, at 17 under par, I believe, a one shot lead over Kurt Kitayama and Cameron Champ. John Rahm was really the only top 10 player in this field mm-hmm. this week. So he was a very short favorite at four to one. Right now, minus $2, Kitayama $3, and Cameron Champ plus 650. Uh, so again, you look at those, and I go, "Wait, did you say Cameron Champ right now is plus what? Plus six fifty. Plus six fifty. He's only one back, and I, I believe he must be in trouble. I believe he just did a bad shot because yep. I am getting a text from a colleague on this network and goes, Cameron Champ collapsing. So I just look up there. He is currently one back, but he drifted, so he must have hit a shot out of bounds. We'll get you updated because okay. I'm locating my yeah, monitors here say, in our studio. I was going to say, plus 650, only one back, but you're right. We see Cameron So Champ he's probably in... at least giving a shot back. Absolutely. So uh, I believe, uh, and I'm trying to get caught up for those listening that are tweeting me of what happened. Uh, mm. Yeah, I'm going to look to see. I think he either hit one in the water or he hit one uh, wayward off the now, again, with John Rahm here, and, and you look at him and you go, well, this is before Scotty Scheffler started doing Scotty Scheffler things. We thought John Rahm was the best player in the world. He clearly is on the short list of best players. At this point in a tournament like this, and when I mean a tournament like this, it's just not world-class players that are in this tournament, right? Mm-hmm. So John Rahm, clearly the biggest name here. Does he feel like, I, I'm, you know, I come in here and I, I can't lose this tournament. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Cameron James, like, Kirk Kitayama is not going to beat me. Do you feel like, he feels like this is the one that he has to get. Because you know, it- probably so, because I feel like, you know, when you're that short of a favorite, it's like, okay, dude, you got to finish this off. Because, by the way, John Rahm has not won since the U.S. Open no. last June at Torrey Pines. He's lost the number one ranking. Now he's only dropped to number two. But nevertheless, it's like, okay, this is a tournament you got to finish off. But it's almost like a little bit of a no-win situation because it's like if you won this, well, then he should have won. Right. You know, this was the downfield. Only seven of the top 50 OWGR ranked players in the world were in this field. 
So you should win. But then if you don't win, it's like, oh, you can't close out against this lower quality of field. Yeah, so, so again, you can understand with Cameron Champ, they're having a rules official come over right now. That's why it caught my attention when you said plus 650. So we knew Cameron Champ's in trouble. Remember, right now, if you're watching and you're second screening us on CBS, uh, he's one back tied with Kiriyama. That's going to change here as it looks like Cameron Champ's going mm-hmm. back to the tee. Yeah, I, th- I think he I think he did hit one in the hazard there. Uh, one of the reasons I like Cameron Champ is because he's so long off the tee. And yes. really, you've got three bombers up top here. You've got Rom, you've got Kurt Kitayama, who played his golf right here in Las Vegas at UNLV. Two-time winner on the DP World Tour. Qualified, got his card from the Corn Ferry Tour. But look, trying to get... It matters to Kitayama. It this does. is huge for him because no obviously this gets him a two-year tour exemption. This gets him an invite to the Masters, gets him into the PGA. So... This matters a lot for him, so it looks like uh, Cameron Champ, unless they find that ball, is going to hit a provisional off the tee, so he is now plus 650. Uh, By the way, in Boston, 80-70, to uh, about 10 and a half minutes to go here in the fourth quarter, Giannis Antetokounmpo, heard of him? I have. He's had his second career playoff triple-double, and we're just beginning the fourth quarter. So, it might not be the biggest scoring night, but Giannis without Mm -hmm. Middleton. Mm -hmm. And this is, to your point of guys kind of stepping up and, and trying to make it work. Giannis is doing that. He's distributing, he's rebounding, and yes, he's also scoring. Of course, you know that that's going to come too. He did just miss two free throws. But this is the idea, that Budenholzer's got to go, all right, without Chris Middleton, everybody's going to have to play better, and everybody's going to have to get everybody else involved. And Giannis is doing that. I know that Nikola Jokic is probably going to be MVP, right? Joel Embiid is uh, right there with him. Mm-hmm. Giannis, this is not Giannis Antetokounmpo's league. In my estimation. Well, well, yeah. I mean, like, the fact is, he could have very easily won MVP. He could have won Defensive Player of the Year. Yes. Remember that game against Philadelphia where Philadelphia going for the win at the buzzer and it was Giannis that blocked Joel Embiid. So I was like, maybe this dude could be the Defensive Player of the Year, and he has certainly uh, been very good today. And then Drew Holiday, we know he kind of makes the defense go for Milwaukee. He is currently off the floor. 80-71, to 10-28 left to go. So they're going with Allen, Carter, and Connaughton. Giannis with three guards and then a big down low, that being Bobby Portis. So mm-hmm. that's what they're going to elect to do here in this lineup. Of course, uh, the Celtics did get Robert Williams back in games three and games four to really kind of improve their depth. So uh, Robert Williams on the floor right now, six points, eight rebounds, but pretty much all reserves except for Jalen Brown in the game at the present time for the Seas. Milwaukee 80, 72, minus five and a half, 204 and a half your total. You know what surprised me, Wes, about this was the series price before this game one began. And you can get well over $2 mm-hmm. for Milwaukee to win this. And I kind of felt like, you know, even last year when I was coming here uh, from Chicago and I was doing some shows in the summertime last summer, they were down 0-2 to Phoenix. And if you remember then, it was like, I was like, there's there's no home courts. Nothing's been decided. It's like, all you got to do is win one if you're Milwaukee here. And they had a hold serve right. in that series against Phoenix, which right. they did, of course. And they won the one out west, wrapped it up at six. To me... It, it felt like, I get it, people wanted to steam Boston because of what they did to Brooklyn, but it's, it's almost mm-hmm. like we forget about the- If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Bucks. Well, we do. And and look, I, I have a future for the Eastern Conference base uh, from a couple months ago, 20 to 1 on the Celtics to win the East. That was just kind of getting them before they got it's hot. A good number. But we do forget about the Bucks a little bit, too. And I think maybe, and it wasn't that Boston dominated the Brooklyn Nets. They were very competitive yeah. games. So it wasn't a 4-0 sweep. Like, it wasn't as convincing as Milwaukee's five-game win over the Chicago Bulls in the first round, where it was like, okay, they were clearly better. Bulls took one game because they made every mid-range shot. DeMar DeRozan had a 40-plus point game. He was bound to have one of them in the series. But you look, that series with Boston and Brooklyn, even though I had the Cs, was very competitive. But also the fact that maybe the market kind of overestimated Brooklyn, too. It's like, right. okay, because we saw throughout the season it was such a phenomenon that, okay, Brooklyn's going to be in this play-in round, or at best they're going to be the seven seed. And yet they're like, what, five or six or seven single digits to one to win the NBA championship. It was like, hold the phone here. And then Boston took care of business. But maybe uh, they were getting a little bit overvalued because they beat Durant and they beat Kyrie. But, oh, by the way, you got the defending champions you got to take care of in the semifinals. By the way, uh, Cameron Champ, he's still on the expedition hunt. I think they found his ball and they hit it. It feels like Jordan Spieth at the British Open years ago when it took like 30 (laughs) minutes to play a hole. So we'll figure out what's going on with Cameron Champ there. Uh, If he can get back in this thing over at the Mexico Open. Much more to get to. We're going to go out west when we come back, talk more NBA playoffs. Come on back. Betting Across America, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Betting across America. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We're here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous Las Vegas. Wes, I know that like you got here and you were watching, had watched the golf, and you closed at 45 to 1. What a way to start the day, by the way. Right when I got here, I plugged in my computer, it blew up. Oh, up in smoke. Mikhail, uh, he's back behind the glass trying to do everything to get it to work. I have no computer today. This is just a prop. <laughs> this is merely a prop, Wes. So I'll be going off your numbers today. I want to go out west here in the NBA playoffs, if we could, and talk about Golden State against Memphis. Because, <clears throat> excuse me, this feels like, a, to me, a series that could be more interesting than I think people believe. Right. Because I think people believe the steamroll's coming for Golden State. Memphis struggled with Minnesota, right? So you saw a good Golden State looked against Denver. 
What do you make? Because I think this this series might be a little bit more difficult than people. Yeah, I, I do, too. Uh, I did not bet the series. I think the price is about right. I, I, I would predict Golden State six. Yeah, that's what I think it is going to be, because I do think the experience is going to eventually matter. However, if you look at Memphis, they had their first playoff pressure in that series against Minnesota, yeah. where they had never really been here before. They had never been in this spot, and then all of a sudden, they lose game one, and it's like, okay, this other team has come here to play, and, you know, it was a very entertaining six-game series. Minnesota, I think, just a little bit too erratic, especially Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, You know, there's being an all-star level player, and then there's being a superstar level player, and right now, Carl Towns is still, I don't want to say just a guy, but he kind of is. But, but Wes, that's that's not, I think you're right on, and again, I've been, I don't want to say critical, I think we're being fair, Yeah, that he's not a superstar. He's a very good player. Yeah, it it takes time here. Now, Job Moran has the potential to be one, even though I do like him under his point props a day, 26 and a half, and we'll get to that here in a moment, because we do have a little bit of a lineup switch for Steve Kerr in the Warriors mm-hmm. here. It is going to be Steph starting, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green. That fifth starter, though, is going to be GP2, Gary Payton the second, wow. because they want his defense like his daddy, the glove. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, is, is Gary Payton two the mitten? If, <laughs> yeah. if Gary Payton is that, the glove? There was only one glove, and he would lock you down, right. that is for sure. And look, they're doing that because they want to get him on John Moran early and fluster him a little bit, so you're going to see... Jordan Poole, Kevin Looney, mm-hmm. probably the first couple guys off the bench for Golden State because we know Iguodala battling injuries and was so they're using Gary Payton the second, who really was their offensive juggernaut late in Game Five against uh, Denver that beat them in that series four to one. So you're going to have him out there playing a little bit of defense uh, on John Morant, and John Morant was a little bit up and down in the playoffs the scoring was a little bit lower because he had other guys to step up brandon clark off the bench uh dylan brooks desmond bain dylan brooks and desmond bain were huge yeah in game six they were really who won them that game so right now seeing two and a half at bet mgm mostly two and a halves in the market 223 and a half on the total no bet for me except for that prop on john morant under points very quickly back to boston here we'll get back to the west and, and talk more about that series and also dallas against phoenix 92-78 right now. Milwaukee pulling away here in game one. Uh, Boston really struggling offensively here against uh, Milwaukee's defense. And then they just showed Brad Stevens up in the uh, front office. Yeah. And he just walked out. Brad, Brad, Brad's going home. I'm, I've uh, have seen enough. Yes, he, he may have seen enough. And it's, look, look, the role players for Milwaukee have been absolutely key here. Look, Giannis has the triple-double, has yeah. not shot the ball well today, just 7-21, to 21, but... When you get Bobby Portis with 15 and 9, you get Grayson Allen with 11 off the bench and uh, Drew Holiday, by the way, he's been really the big star for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. 21 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, let alone what he's mainly out there for is his defense. And he has got these guys flustered 92 to 78. Wow. 618 left to go in the TD Garden. Looks like uh, Milwaukee well on their way to taking a 1-0 lead. Like, what do they say? The series doesn't start exactly. until you went on the road. It's begun. Well, Milwaukee about halfway through the fourth quarter from doing so. 92-78, to 78, six minutes left to go, minus 13 in the hook, 199 and a half your total. Okay, Giannis did, just did something that you only do on schoolyards. Yeah. Okay, so he got stopped. He spun. He pivoted off his pivot foot because he was trapped. Threw it up off the backboard, went and ran and got it, and two-hand yoked it. Like that, that's that's something that only the great athletes can pull off. I agree with your assessment here on Giannis, where it's like he may not be the MVP, 
for the 2021-2022 season. But you can't tell me he's not the best basketball player in the world. He's the best basketball you, player in the world. You can't tell me he's not. Uh, just to be able to. Oh my I god! I mean, that's like that's like something that some kid does in like an AAU game against like a a lower team if they don't have super pools. You'll be seeing this all over your highlights all day long. It's something I would do at home in tenth when I was ten years mm-hmm. old on my Nerf hoop. When you dunk on, like, your little brother or yeah, something, you, you just toy with him. You just throw it up, and, like, he's literally clowning the seas and just throws it up off the backboard, goes and gets it himself, and yokes it over the team. Yeah. And that, that's that's very impressive. But, again, it is just one game. But I do look at this and go, boy, Boston, you got to make some adjustments. Because yeah. what's going on offensively with them? Only 78 points here under six minutes to go because in regulation. when you already know, and, and you have a team that was an underdog in the series, Milwaukee, and look, this series, obviously, a lot of basketball yeah. to be played, but you've got the best player in the world, and you're the underdog in the series, and you're the defending champion, so I'm kind of kicking myself, at least. I don't want to have too much buyer's remorse because this would go the other way very quickly. Sure. We know momentum can shift on a dime in the NBA playoffs, but... I'm kind of kicking myself because I was talking with uh, Femi Abebefe. We were on the early betting across America yesterday, and I was like, you know, 185, that's kind of a big number here on Milwaukee. It just kind of surprised me where it's like, are we overreacting a little bit to Middleton? Because I think if Middleton was probably healthy, you're looking at what? Plus 140? I think so. Plus 150? I think it's an overreaction on Middleton and also on what we saw against Brooklyn. And then you have to realize that every one of those Brooklyn games, maybe arguably for the last one, those first three games were life and death. They were mm-hmm. right there, right? Obviously, Brooklyn could easily have won the first two games. You could have made the argument in Boston, and they didn't get that done. So, to me, I think it's a, Boston got a little bit overvalued just because of how good they were at closing out that series right. in four. Right. And that was, by the way, the only sweep that we saw mm-hmm. uh, early on. I mean, even Milwaukee lost a game. And two. it was the Brooklyn Nets who were a very hyped team all oh, season. Yeah. A lot of drama. KD did not have his best series. Now, now when they put out these top 10 rankings and you don't have Kevin Durant in them, it's like, what are you doing? Are you being too much prisoner of the moment here? Right. It's like, come on, you know, he didn't have the best series and they defended him really well. Same with Kyrie Irving. So I don't think we should write the Brooklyn Nets obituary just yet, but nevertheless, they were probably a little bit overvalued because it takes time to get all these guys to play together. You still don't have Ben Simmons. You know, there was all that drama, mm-hmm. whether he was going to play. You have Steve Nash, who's still learning how to coach. Uh, we saw last Saturday in game three, Mary J. Blige courtside was giving out more instruction than Steve Nash was. Coach Blige, she was really coaching. Coach Blige, uh, she, was, she was on it. She wants no more drama in her life for the Brooklyn Nets for the 2022-2023 season. We'll get back to the Western Conference here in a second. But while we're on the, that theme of the Eastern Conference here very quickly, I had Tim Doyle back on uh, for my guys in the desert on Friday. And Timmy made the point that he kind of liked the way, uh, you know, Boston was like, we don't care if we play Brooklyn in the first round. right? right. We're not going to lose right. and, and try to gimmick it up and to get the better better matchup, blah, blah, blah. We'll just go out and beat you in four. But I wonder if that that did kind of come back to bite them now with having Milwaukee in the second round. Mm-hmm. So, like, they clearly weren't scared of Brooklyn. I don't think there's, yeah. they're not scared of anybody is the point. But now you look at the other series and with the issue with Joel Embiid with Miami, does it feel like Miami is the other team that nobody's talking about? And they are, by the way, the one seed. Right. And, and I went ahead on Friday just to get the number. This was before the Embiid news. Now, we don't know that Embiid is out for the we entire don't. series. We do not. Pretty much the first two games, it's a given that he is going to be out. But I did lay it was 170 at the time. Obviously, it is now in the mid $3 range in terms of this series. So, you know... It was just getting numbers, I, I think, is, is what I was trying to do with the Heat over the Sixers. But we know that Embiid 
before the orbital bone where he took the elbow from Siakam in game six sure. and then dealing with concussion symptoms. We know that he was battling a thumb injury, and that's where toward the end of the series in game six up in Toronto where James Harden kind of came alive because James Harden, who I think a lot of people have been down on because his numbers have been down, he's been helping Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris as no well. Keep that in mind. Look at how they finished the regular season. They were both over 40% from the three because of James Harden, because of the threat that he could bring and the fact that he's a facilitator. He's learning how to play with the dominant big man Mm -hmm. and Embiid. But now you take Embiid out of the game, and that is just such a a massive loss, not only offensively but defensively. The Sixers just don't have any depth. Paul Reed from DePaul is very undersized and very game down there, but he just doesn't give you the offense. So, yeah, I do think if they're not getting Embiid back at least by game three, this team is in big trouble. I have one bone to pick with Doc Rivers. Okay, you have Embiid out there in a 29-point lead in a closeout game with under four minutes to go. That's idiotic, first Mm -hmm. and foremost, okay? What's more idiotic is afterward, when they ask you, do you you regret having Joel Embiid out there in the floor? You know what he said? No, I don't have any regrets. What? You don't have any regrets? Your big man might be out for the whole series. Exactly. You don't regret that? You don't regret that decision? You're doubling down on stupid? Yeah. Like, to me, that's just idiotic. Yeah, like, and you can say, like, you know what, in hindsight, yeah, I wish you didn't take a shot in the like face. And it's like load management. You should be doing it in the playoffs in the second half when you're leading by 25 with just a few minutes left to go. It's like, okay, this is over. What are you doing? They're waving. Nick Nurse is putting in some reserves and putting in some subs. So, yeah, I do. Another questionable coaching move by Doc Rivers. What was the movie where the guy got the tattoo, No Regrets, and they spelled regrets wrong? With the... Uh, oh. What was it? We're the Millers. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Great call, Elliot. Very well done, our producer. Yeah, like, you would regret that. Like, you get mm-hmm. the, the, the tattoo's terrible. That was a terrible coaching decision, Doc Rivers. Come on back. It's Betting Across America on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil is going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. going to have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, and the Kentucky Derby betting guide. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream wherever you want it, well, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Back here alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. We're getting down to the three-minute mark in regulation in Milwaukee. Keeping Boston and, at arm's length. And you length. pretty much said the story over the break, which was a uh, holiday celebrate. celebrate. Because Drew Holiday, 25 points, by the way, of course, uh, to educate our, our young staff back there, led Elliot by our Bowman producer, are, Elliot Bowman. He, he's uh, probably thinking, what that, in the hell that is this uh, doing? Uh, the legendary Madonna had a big hit there with that go. song, Holiday, in the 1980s. So 98 to 85, three minutes left to go. Bucks minus 11 in the hook. Not seeing a total here live at BetMGM. They usually take those off kind of late, but the side is still up. 
Uh, Greek Freak at the line, by the way, 21, 12, and 12 for Giannis, despite the fact he's 33% from the floor. Doesn't matter. 8 of 24, but nevertheless, uh, he impacts the games in multiple ways. Rebounding assists, defense, and and just able to do that. So 98 to 85. Uh, we were supposed to get the Warriors and the Grizzlies tip. I believe it's been moved back to 1240 Pacific, so 340 Eastern, because it is running over. It does follow this game if you're watching us on a second screen and watching this game on television. So it is going to be on the same network. A little bit of movement on the total now. Starting to see 223 and a half, 224 Ooh. in the market. So the over getting bet. Golden State pretty much holding steady at two and a half. And again, it's a great point about Giannis in that he's having a terrible, terrible shooting day. He's not. He's back to his uh, can't make free throws thing that he's doing right now. And yet, you look at it and you go, he has still impacted the game. And that's what a true superstar does. How many times have you seen quote unquote superstars? that shoot poorly, and they have no impact on the game. Mm -hmm. Because that's all, if they can't score, Mm -hmm. they can't impact the game. He is everywhere, defense, rebound, assists. And that's what makes him, I think, like we agreed, the best player in the world. Because Kevin Durant's still one of the best. No doubt. We saw he had rough shooting, and it's like, okay, he didn't impact the game in as many ways as Giannis did. So now, 99 to 87, 234, uh, not out of the woods just yet, but, you know, you got to credit Barring Milwaukee's. You got to credit Milwaukee's defense too, because the Boston Celtics actually averaged 113.5 mm-hmm. points per game in the first round. You got 87 with 234 left to go. So credit to this defense. It's really been team defense because that's where I thought it was going to hurt Milwaukee a little bit more. Maybe long term with Middleton being out was going to be on the defensive end, but it is not. They were very good against the Bulls without him in a couple games. And so far, so good. Looks like they're going to hold Boston, barring a foul fest here late, uh-oh. to under triple digits. I said, uh-oh, Wes, because I looked up, and I saw Kirk Kitayama, and I saw his tee shot. He's one back now of John yeah. Rom. By the way, Cameron Champ ended the expedition. Yeah, my Cameron Champ turned into Cameron Chomp, unfortunately. He is now 13 under par, took a triple. Oh. So he is four off the lead. Uh, a multitude of players, by the way, tied. Uh, they're at 13 under par, but right now, the man of the hour is going to be John Rahm. I'll get you a live price momentarily. They may end up taking it off if he puts this away. It is Rahm at 17 under, Kurt Kitayama at 16 under, but, Brandon Wu and Alex Smalley, who I believe Brady Cannon has, yes. at 14 under. So uh, if Champ's not in, I'll be rooting for Alex Smalley. As will I, but uh, Kitayama just put it in the water on his tee ball mm-hmm. on 10. So Rahm is now teeing off, and as long as he doesn't find the water, it looks like he's going yeah. to be left. Yeah, he's, he's, he's stretching that big arm but left. But it's uh, not right, because right's it, where the pond is. It's not, it's not dry, but it is left, and it's rolling back down Ooh. the hill. This may end up where actually kind of being okay, because it is rolling. It looked like it was heading out of bounds, so sitting up and just an intermediate kind of rough. Not really a lot of rough here, by the way, and that's why I really like the Bombers here. You got really wide fairways and about inch and a half rough. Not exactly U.S. Open rough here down in... Puerto Vallarta. Here's the problem, because if you're a, a camera champ backer, and I, he's four back, right? And he just had his triple bogey. Is there any way that he can now, he's four back, but he's got hold, the whole back nine to play. Mm-hmm. If it was anybody but John Rahm, you say, all right, you can flip that switch. Or once you have that triple, normally you get that thing on the card. It's hard to get that big old number off of it. Yeah. And really turn yeah, now around. you got to fight. This is where your toughness and your metal gets tested yeah. a little bit, where it's like, okay, maybe I lost my chance to win, but look, you're still playing for money. You're still playing for FedEx Cup points yeah. and world ranking points and the like. So you got to continue to grind just because maybe you're not going to get that trophy here. at the end. All right. So we'll keep an eye there. But it looks like Rom's going to get more uh, shots against the field yeah. here because Kidiyama's going to be in trouble. He's going to have at least, we believe, 
a two-shot lead uh, after John Rom, by the way, minus five dollars at BetMGM. Kitayama six to one. Alex Smalley sixteen. Brandon Wu twenty-five. And Cameron Champ thirty-three. To one. By the way, they're calling off the dogs in Boston. Mm-hmm. This thing is about. They t- just took a time well, out. A minute well, Brad to go. Stevens probably about halfway home. If he le- he left the suite, I don't know if he left the building there in the TD Garden, but. Nevertheless, uh, probably at least halfway home, he knew that this was a wrap. 101-89-112 left to go in Beantown. So uh, Milwaukee uh, starting the series with a road win. And look, Milwaukee has kind of been historically slow starters in these series. Uh, And they were against Chicago, even though they ended up winning the game. They probably should have lost the game. They played terribly. Awful. And then you go back to last year losing a bunch of game ones, but not going to do so today. So, uh we're about to get started. Golden State and Memphis. Uh, they did move that tip back about four minutes. Okay. Uh, before, uh, if you weren't with us the last segment, there is a change in the starting lineup, by the way. GP2, the mitten. Uh, Daddy was the glove, Gary Payton. But Gary Payton the second is going to be the starter. So you're going to see Jordan Poole, who had been starting, come off the bench as we see Uh-oh, Marcus Smart. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Marcus Smart is already back into the clubhouse, or in the back in the locker room, rather, because... He was limping significantly, and I just wonder now, again, we'll find out if, if he's going to be okay for game two, but that's not a good look as you're going to get, get beaten game one. When you start talking about repricing the series, again, we have no idea. We're not doctors. We'll figure out what's going on, but that didn't look good for Marcus Smart walking, walking back. It wasn't even off the court. He was already back uh, in, towards the locker room. How do you think this is going to get repriced now with Milwaukee? Do you think it flips to even? Because now, well, that I, I think that they may that they may become a small favorite. It, it's going to depend. Look, if this smart injury is more severe, maybe it's just okay. A little bit of a tender ankle, get some treatment, get to the locker room, get you iced up, and what have you, and then be done with it. But I think Milwaukee is going to maybe move a little bit to the small favorite, like okay. a minus one forty, okay, minus one fifty. It's not. I don't think it's going to be overly pronounced unless there's a catastrophic injury to like. Jason Tatum or sure. something, then you're going to see like two or three dollars here. Well, again, the, the smart injury is interesting for a couple of things because you think defense when you think Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. and right now in Game One, Boston's offense just not getting it going. So that you can see, mm-hmm. uh, it's something Adam Burke and I talked about yesterday on the program that with an under here coming in in Game One, I wonder where those numbers go to right. for Game Two because right. you got to think they're going to drop significantly. What was it about two seventeen and a half? Sure. Uh, before uh, Game One here, I got to think that's going to be around. 207. It might be a dramatic yeah, 210 uh, somewhere uh, there. Well, I think for the second game, because we've kind of seen that pattern, Philadelphia and Toronto kind of reach that a little bit. You see a gradual drop. Right. Like, okay, assuming this is going to stay under, which it is yes. at 190, so it's going to go way under. You're probably, because what was the opener here? About 218 and a half. Then it got bet under, and then some late steam came on the over. I think for game two, you're probably seeing two fifty, maybe two fifteen and a half or something like that. It's going to be a two or three point drop, and then it gradually drops. Gradually drops like a point here, point and a half here. So you know, it's maybe not going to be like that Dallas Utah was because that was put out before Luca was ruled out, and then right. it dropped like twelve or fourteen points because of that. So it's only going to do that if you have like a real big injury to a big star like an Embiid or a Tatum or somebody like that. So. Probably you're going to see for game two later this week. I would say 215 and a half, 216. And it's all over. Milwaukee has wrapped up game one in Beantown. 101-89 is the final. So, obviously, Milwaukee on the money line with the points, however you had it there. Those tickets are going to cash, and the under easily cashes, to your point there, 190 total points. So, never really threatened uh, that over there. 
Uh, so we'll see how game two, once those prices come out, we'll get those to you a little bit later on. Now, we already talked some, some NFL draft here later on in the program. Derek Carty's going to join us next uh, to talk some MLB. But very quickly, uh, again, I just look at Boston now and I go, boy, we'll find out about Marcus Smart mm-hmm. and see if he's okay. But again, Milwaukee doesn't have Chris Middleton, so they're right. like Crimea River. If I he's tend out. to think Boston, you know, would be at least a bounce back candidate because I mention this all the time here on VSIN. His second trip, his second stint now in Boston. Of course, he was traded to Philadelphia mm-hmm. a few years ago. Al Horford really is the adult in the room. Yes. And he really is the leader of the team. He doesn't get a lot of the ink and he doesn't get a lot of the credit, but he's a guy that I think can get these guys together as they are interviewing Giannis in the postgame. Triple double, second career playoff triple double, despite the fact that he was 9 of 25. Now, 24, 9 of 20 12. against the rest of the Celtics. That's still a little down, but Robert Williams, when he was in there, did do a decent job on defense. It's very impressive when you can shoot that poorly and still impact the game and get an easy win on the road in game one. Uh, Boy, kudos to Giannis and to the Milwaukee Bucks. When we come back, we're going to talk to Derek Carty, talk all things Major League Baseball. Come on back. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining and shows and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligible restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dave Ross, alongside Wes Reynolds here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas, again waiting for Game 2. Uh, the second game of the day, rather, to begin. That will be shortly with Golden State and Memphis. It's all in the books. Milwaukee wins game one. And John Rahm right now is about to increase his lead over Kurt Kitayama at the yeah, Mexico. Yes, he is. Currently a one-shot lead. They're just starting the back nine right now in Mexico. Uh, one team that uh, would like this day to end is the Cincinnati Already? Reds. And as a Cincinnati Reds fan, lifelong, I would like it to end. They're heading to 3-19, and 19, it looks like. Oh, Already down 6 to nothing in the first. San Martin's been driven from the game. Colorado now has already batted around, still adding more damage here in Coors. Six to nothing currently. So uh, Cincinnati, uh, it gets worse. Uh, uh, we're uh, Mr. Uh, Castellini, Phil Castellini, the son of the owner, Bob Castellini. Where are you going to go? They're not coming to the ballpark, Bob. They're going to the FC Cincinnati games. They're done on the Reds, and so am I. Not to watch a 3-19 and 19 team play. Wow. Let's bring in Derek Carty, MLB betting analyst, ESPN, and Rotor Grinder. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Derek, welcome to the program, my friend. Uh, you know, it is interesting. Wes just mentioned the Reds. Oh, my goodness. If you've been playing against the Reds, even on the run line, you are cashing a lot of tickets there. You like a team today that I think might surprise people a little bit with the Nats. They've got uh, Josiah Gray going against Alex Cobb of the Giants. Do you think that the, uh, the D.C. boys might be road warriors today? Yeah, I do. The Nationals look like uh, really strong bets today. The, I mean, you're getting them at, at pretty solid plus money. You know, the implied win percentage for them today is 39%, but my projection system has this as basically a coin flip. It has them 49% to win today. I mean, part of it is that the San Francisco Giants are, I mean, last year they looked super fraudulent and they just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it. But they don't have Buster Posey. They don't have Evan Longoria. Today, Brandon Belt is out of the lineup. Jock Peterson is out of the lineup. Like, you look at who's actually in the lineup for the Giants today, and it's really bad. The <laughs> only lineups that project worse than the Giants today in terms of, like, the talent in the lineup are the A's and the Baltimore Orioles. Like, this is a really bad Giants lineup today. And Josiah Gray has looked great this year. Um so uh, I really think there is some strong value here. Like the Nationals offense today is just straight up better than what the Giants are rolling mm. out. And Alex Cobb is coming off an injury, probably not even going to go super deep into the game. So this just looks like a really strong value spot to bet on the Nationals. And uh, Dave, this is kind of where you can start really looking at those pitching peripherals as well. I know Derek mentioned about Josiah Gray, who's looked, uh, I think, a little bit better in his numbers, kind of had some bad luck with the batting average yeah. balls in play. 372, but the XFIP, which I look at more in the ERA at 321, very solid. The ERA for Josiah Gray, by the way, 405. And now that I open up this lineup, this back end of the Giants lineup here, Mike Ford, Tiaro Estrada, Jason Bosler, Jason Kreezan, and Joey wow. Bart at the bottom. So this is like a like this that's is not scaring anybody. No. Yeah. And Derek, do you like to do that as a better? Like when you look at getaway day, and usually getaway day in series in baseball are going to be Sunday. It's going to be a wrap or midweek, sometimes a Wednesday or a Thursday is a getaway game day before a weekend series. Do you like to kind of do that where you find value on underdogs where you got these teams that are going to rest for the uh, final game of the series? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of times these lines are reflective of the lineups that a team generally runs out there, but especially on a Sunday, you know, day games, you know, day game after night game, getaway day. Uh, guys are going to rest a lot of times. And, and so you can find value by identifying, you know, lineups like this that are just nowhere near full strength. All right, so we'll keep watch by there. But the Nats good plus money today, plus $1.50 uh, against the Giants. Let's talk about the Guardians against 
uh, the athletics here. You mentioned the A's in their uh, sometimes lack of offense. We know Cleveland sometimes struggles to score a lot of runs here, too. What do you make of this matchup today in the Bay? Yes, I mean, I don't see a lot of value betting it either way. I think this line is pretty fair. Uh, you know, I think the Guardians are a slight favorite. Oakland is, uh, I mean, they're really, really not good this year. And, and they're facing a good pitcher in Tristan McKenzie. You know, so I would expect the Guardians to win here, but not, I don't think the chances of them doing it are enough to justify betting it. I, I think you're going to lose to the, lose to the rake either way. Yeah, yeah. Oakland, by the way, at 10 and 11, been a little bit of a yeah. surprise early on. But we know, Dave, we see in baseball season, there's always a couple teams that start out kind of hot in April and May, and then they kind of fade. And some teams, you know, disappoint. And then they come along in the summer when the ball starts flying out of the park, gets a uh, warmer weather. So, uh, yeah, Oakland surprised me because they sold pretty much everybody. They Not did. quite as pronounced as the Cincinnati Reds, oh, uh, who were, who did get out with only six runs allowed, by the way, in the first inning. Oh, just six. I, I was going to say, if if you're a Reds fan, I think the Reds are the team that you're going to find starts doing better, especially as it starts warming up, as we get a bigger sample size. Like, mm-hmm. the Reds are not as bad as they've been playing. Wow. Um, I, I'd have no problem betting some Reds money lines in the coming days. All right, three in the, and, on the way to 319. And I also do wonder, because I think uh, our pal Josh Towers brought yeah. up that point about going against, like, the Baltimore Orioles, who also are not very good at 7-14, and 14, where sometimes a team, if they think they can get a sweep against these guys, they might disrespect them a little yeah. bit. And you could get a little bit of value. By the way, that's under a rain delay. Right now, Baltimore beat leading Boston 4-1. to one. Pavetta and the Red Sox continue to struggle. You know, I do want to ask, Derek, a little bit about this uh, Tigers and, and uh, L.A. Dodgers game today. The Tigers, a surprise yesterday, even with Clayton Kershaw on the bump. They come back, rally against the bullpen, get that win in L.A. Today, Eduardo Rodriguez is going to go up against Walker Bueller. Uh, they're about a $2 underdog here. What do you make of the, of the Tigers? Will they be pesky again, or would you be willing to lay the big number in 250 with L.A.? Yeah, this is another one where it just looks like there's no value. You know, implied win percentage is 70%. My projected win percentage is 70% for the Dodgers. Um, A lot of times I'm okay betting against Walker Bueller because I think he is, uh, to an extent, overrated. But this doesn't really look like the spot to do it. Uh, The Tigers just... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the Tigers. So, again, we'll we'll see how that plays out. But, yeah, it's an interesting... Uh, with Walker Buehler and some of the pitchers that you might play against, even though I think Gen Pop, the general population, might think, mm-hmm. well, I wouldn't play against Buehler, but you can find some spots. But this might not be one of them. Well, here's another uh, pitcher that's hard to play against, that being uh, Max Scherzer for yeah. the New York Mets. Here's Sunday Night Baseball. Zach Eflin for the Phillies, Scherzer for the Mets. Uh, Max Scherzer, 180 ERA, 280 on the XFIP. When you got the XFIP under three, you Ooh. know you're pitching very well. So, Mets, Derek, tonight laying around $1.70, $1.75. Where are you going, if anywhere, with Phillies Mets tonight? Yeah, I mean, as good as Max Scherzer is, uh, if I was going to bet on this game, I think there's a small amount of edge betting the Philly side of this. Um, The Phillies offense, I just think, is Phillies in general as a team are better than they've performed to this point in the year. Like, their offense is going to pick it up. They are one of the better offenses in in the National League, and Zach Eflin is not a name, like not a household name kind of guy, but sneaky talented pitcher here. So, yeah, the Mets are definitely more likely to win than lose, but at what you're going to get the Phillies at, you know, plus 155 or so, depending on your book, I think there's a little bit of value there. All right, so we'll see how that plays out tonight uh, in New York City with the Phillies and the Metropolitans. Hey, Derek, appreciate the time and the information. As always, 
Uh, again, uh, excellent work that you do there uh, with ESPN and Roto Grinder. So, Derek, uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday baseball slate. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Thank on. you, Derek. All right. Right now, I look up and I see six to three Memphis and Golden State, and there's been three baskets, and they're all threes. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're getting uh, a lot of pace and space here early on in this game. I don't even know if there's been a shot attempted that hasn't yeah. been a three. But right now, a uh, 6-3 Memphis 10 minutes ago. Here John Morant's made both threes, so not good to have him off to such a hot start mm. here, two of two, because really it's been Brooks and Bain that have been hitting all the threes for Memphis. Uh, Jaws numbers have been down. We'll see if uh, they come up to gay as uh, Steph Curry, the other splash brother, now gets go. on the board. So Stephen Clage with the three, 6-6, six six, 9.50 left to go. Before we uh, hit the top of the hour here, let's get you a couple other baseball scores mm-hmm. as well. Minnesota all over Tampa Bay, nine to three. Josh wow. Fleming, his struggles back continued. To back uh, in the 20s. Yeah, they gave up five in the first uh, inning. Did Tampa Bay and hasn't uh, gotten on the board or hadn't done much since. Speaking of not getting on the board, that the Chicago White Sox, Michael that? Lorenzen, four to nothing. Dallas Keuchel, he really, you know, you kind of looked at his numbers, nine on the ERA, but the XFIP was about four and a half, three seventy two batting average balls in play. So you're like, okay, is there going to be some luck go the other way? Sometimes the guy's just pitching bad, and that's what you're seeing right now with Dallas Geichel. White Sox 8-12 to start the season. We'll come back here in the second hour, talk some more uh, Major League Baseball, certainly some NBA, and also the NFL draft. And I just saw John Morant. When he's coming down the lane, you never know what he's going to do. Like what we saw in Minnesota, he didn't dunk it this time. He just pulled it back and did like a mm-hmm. little switcheroo in the air. The guy's pretty good. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here in Vison, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip free tokens. Planning a trip free tokens. Planning a trip free tokens. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All stars for is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.